everybody, welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, and as always, enjoy the music. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in this week. I hope you're doing fine wherever you are right now. I'm drinking today instead of tea, um, uh, double espresso. <laughs> Not because I need it, because I really felt like there was like this desire for mm, good double espresso, which I made with my favorite Italian mocha maker. And why I love this mocha maker, because um, what's the brand name? I mean, it, we all know them. Um, Italian mocha maker. I think they're called, yeah, from Bialetti. So it's a Bialetti uh, mocha maker, but a very special one. Um, I'm just trying to find out the name. Yes. So if you are a coffee lover, and a Bialetti fan girl or fan boy like me, <laughs> I should get sponsored by Bialetti. So there's one I really recommend. It's called the Bialetti Bricca. Bialetti and then Bricca, so B R I K K A. And it's amazing because it's a Bialetti that is able to make a creamy espresso. There's like this special um, event that creates this espresso crema. It's so amazing. I mean, like, that's my go-to. I've been actually carrying it with me when I was traveling last year heavily in my backpack. I took my Bialetti Bricker with me. And, <laughs> you know, there were situations where I would stay at a hostel and I'm like the guy with its own um, coffee maker. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, looked funny for sure because uh, at some point I also was in the hostel with my yellow Crocs and my Bialetti mocha maker and like this very elaborate porridge I made. And I was surrounded by quite young people, like early 20s, who, whose food was basically just pasta. <laughs> and made this really elaborate food. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> okay, this week's episode. Um, super exciting. Super, super exciting. Um, it's actually the first episode in a flow series. Talk about it more soon. Because last week, or this, this week, a lot of amazing things happened. So first of all, little Lumi update. And for those who listen for the first time, Lumi is a method that really helps you to understand how you're doing in your life and provides you with carefully curated tools and mini podcast series um, yeah, created and created by experts and coaches to help improve areas in your life. And... It started, out as a, it started out as a pen and paper a journaling method and we're turning this into an app, a digital product and we're super excited. So I've been using it. So we last week we reached the alpha state, which means it's ready to kind of like test internally. I've been using it the whole week and I got really excited. And also Lumi, two more members joined the team um, and we had this week the first team meeting. It was super cool. It was all like remotely because two of them live in Finland and me and Max, so it's actually now my co-founder, Niklas, then Maximilian Freiler joined, 
Um, he's one of the leading Wim Hof instructors in Europe and just an, he has an incredible track record. He was in the Special Force in Austria. He learned from a monk, from a Buddhist monk. And like he's a very, yeah, I mean, his tools and knowledge and how to kind of like help people to feel their inner world again, to help them change their lives and find also like back what is important in their life. It's, it's amazing. Like he's such an incredible person. So he joined Lumi, and another amazing person, a friend of mine, Mika Kuzma, joined as well. And I would say he's probably the best front-end engineer I know. He wouldn't say it to himself about this about himself, but I would say he is. I mean, judging from what I've seen over the years, what he has been doing. But on top of that, he's an amazing musician for um, yeah, electronic music. He was quite a something like in the nineties. He toured Europe, and he, I think, one of his songs was like top on you know, on mp3.com. And he will actually create music that will support the guided meditations in our Lumi app. And we're gonna work with binaural beats that kind of like really calm down our brain, that helps lowering anxiety, and also like. Using, using music to also like boost our energy. So he joined our team as well. It's an, we, are, we are a fantastic team. I'm so excited. It's so surreal, to be honest, because <laughs> Niklas, my co-founder, said it very funnily, like uh, in 2024, our team grew by 100% already. <laughs> so amazing. And um, why this is exciting? Because we're starting the early access phase which is going to be a six weeks focused phase with a very closed group of people where we want to test and see um yeah what people like what they don't like and kind of relearn um and then kind of like prepare the, the relaunch and if you're interested at this point so if you still have a chance this episode comes out when we actually launched early access you can go to lumi.io, that's L-U-M-I-I.io, so L-U-M-I-I.io. You can leave your email address there and then you're part of the early access. So it was an amazing week. So we had a team meeting, um, we're gonna, we launched kind of like the alpha version for testing internally. I've been using it every day. It's, it's so, so, it's a beautiful, it's surreal to kind of like see it working now and some, a few of our um, close, close friends and internally People have been using it as well. It's, it's beautiful. And also Maximilian, so Max produced uh, yeah, an amazing, the first kind of like exclusive mini podcast series you can listen in the, in the, in the app about the Wim Hof Method, about cold exposure, about breathing, and also the first tools that actually really harness and show you the power of Wim Hof that you can use at home. And you don't have to travel anywhere. You can really get the best of the best into your pocket and try it at home whenever you like. So super excited. So that was already amazing. They already put the week really high up there. Then uh, last week, I officially graduated as a high flow coach from the Low Flow Research Collective. Um, if you have been um, yeah, a listener from the very beginning, you may remember I started the coaching program Autumn 2023 that ended. And the Flow Research Collective is a peak performance research and training organization. And they study the neuroscience of peak human performance, and especially focusing on a state of flow. Super amazing people. And it's, it is run and founded by Stephen Kotler, a renovated and very yeah, a pioneer um, 
a renowned neuroscientist who pioneered the neurobiological research on the state of flow and also decoded flow and managed to identify how we actually can, yeah, trigger and bring states of flow in our daily lives on command. More about this soon. So actually, no, actually we're getting into this right away. <laughs> because this episode is the first of many episodes of the Flow series. And you will see it in the title of the podcast. I think I will do it that way. Where whenever I talk about specifically about Flow, I will the episode will be called Flow dot dot and then you know a cool name. Catchy name. <laughs> okay. Take me the first I've been talking now for eight, nine minutes and I forgot to take a sip of my espresso. Mmm. Wow. Oh. Holy cow. Mmm. Delicious. I mean, I really um became an espresso drinker. So if I, I don't drink coffee too much anymore, one espresso a day, with a few exceptions, like now it's my second espresso. And I always, my rule is actually to don't drink coffee after 12 anymore. And I think there's also something I've learned through the um, coaching program. And I think I will tell you more about this over the weeks. It's fascinating that actually you can trigger these insane levels of productivity and energy without being caffeinated. Yes. And so yeah, this is the first episode of many episodes about flow and also how we can trigger flow states, improve our mindset, our well-being, the holistic well-being, how to protect actually our attention and become, you know, get back the control of our attention and really protect it and back get also get back the control of our time and much more. This is really about what flow is all about and, you know, getting into the state of flow. But now we're 10 minutes in and I've mentioned flow now a few times and you might have heard the term before, you might have read about it. What is flow? So I want you to remember for a second the last time you were hyperproductive and totally absorbed in what you were doing. And almost not a self-aware. So you mer you almost merely were an observer. And you know, you remember this time and suddenly like you would look at the at your watch or clock, like wow, so much time has passed, and you barely remember actually what happened, but you just got out of this state where you were super focused, hyperproductive, and things just flowed. And that is flow. That was flow. And flow is a state of consciousness that makes work feel effortless or that makes the act of creating something feel effortless. It is a state in which you become actually just an observer of creation happening in real time. And some, you know, when you look at the research, some describe it actually also like an almost an outer body experience where you're just, you're there but also not really there. And suddenly like your body or you would do things but you're not really conscious about doing it. It's just like this, yeah, very outer body experience. It's beautiful. And actually many of humanity's greatest accomplishments have happened in this state of flow. For example, be it Alex Honnold, 
who summited El Capitan, if you watch the movie Free Solo, really can recommend it. Or as of recently, Sam Altman and his team at OpenAI when they were coding ChatGPT. Or when Marie Curie did, uh, Curie did her pioneering research. Or Einstein finally figured out the theory of relativity. They all were harnessing the power of flow to pull off this, yeah, some would say superhuman feeds that drove humanity forward. And flow is not like this, yeah, <laughs> flowy term. <laughs> it is actually, in fact, there are over 10,000 research papers on flow. And they have found, or they actually have proven that, the, that there's actually a neurophysiological shift happening during this state of flow. And this, during this flow, state of flow, something very interesting happens. The exact skills that are actually critical to strive, or like read, yeah, the critical for the 21st century, they are increased and actually highlighted, like, like a light, like just turn on to this maximum. That is, for example, that is learning, creativity, and productivity. Those were like in this state of flow at their peak. And these are the skills that actually highly... Yeah, these are the... Actually, they were coined by the United Nations, what skills are necessary for the 21st century, and these were one of the top. And especially creativity is at the top. Learning, creativity, and productivity. And during this flow, state of flow, those skills are at their peak. And the reason why Alex and Alex Honnold and Sam Altman, Marie Curie or Einstein were able to accomplish such, such feats is because of what happens in the body and in the brain when the flow kicks in from a new, there's actually a neurochemical cascade happening. There are like a lot of, I mean, we're not going to get into it because I'm actually not an expert in neuroscience, but there's a lot of neurochemical Triggers are release happening. Serotonin, dopamine, neuroaphamine, I think it's called, and much more. Then there's like, your brain is in these theta waves. It's fascinating what's happening in your brain in a state of flow. And they've been they found this out. So at this point, you might be thinking, wow, that sounds pretty amazing. But only if you could trigger those flow states on demand, Right. For many people, they think like a flow is like maybe this happens or doesn't happen. And second sip of coffee. Mm. You're right. I think for many, until recently, especially like um, until now, Stephen Kotler and his team, they really decoded the science behind flow or not the science that triggers. For many, it was more like it is a very broad concept we all can relate to we all have experienced it in some form or the other and we most of us would say at this point that yeah that's something that just happens and we don't have much control of it or we don't know why it happened and actually the father of flow Mihai Csikszentmihalyi identified already he was the father of flow he identified many many triggers how to get into flow and he actually also he pioneered the psychological aspect behind flow. But it was Stephen Kotler who pioneered the neurobiological research on the state of flow. And he and his team, they were actually able to 
decode not just triggers, but also lay out the four pillars for flow that are so reliable that we can all, once we are aware of it, we can all become actually masters of flow and really understand how to trigger it. And at this point, I want to really want to say, flow is not just about like being super productive. Flow, the concept itself, is also rooted in positive psychology. It's also about a state of well-being, a really holistic well-being, because there, okay, the four pillars are actually there's these flow flow blockers. So what are flow blockers? There's flow proneness, flow triggers, and flow cycles. These are the four pillars of flow. And I will not go quickly go over them because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk up about each pillar more in depth over the next weeks. And why you make sense what I mentioned just before, why flow is not just about being productive, it's also like about your well-being, a state of mind. And actually, um, yeah, become just um it's also about self-awareness. It's becoming a master again of your own time and attention. It's remarkable. And so what are flow blockers? Flow blockers are anything that always like pulls your attention away. For example, your phone or a busy office or notifications. Anything that really triggers you, that gets you out of this preparation to get into flow state. And we'll talk about this more in the flow cycles. These are flow blockers. Anything that really blocks you, and this also can be if you, there's something called flow hygiene, it's about we can like you should go deeper levels and look at you know like how is your nutrition, how is your sleep, how is your social relationships, and these are like actually now we're touching upon root elements of positive psychology that lay the foundation foundation for holistic well-being. So this this is all what flow also means. It's not just about productivity and like work, work, work or output. It's really about well-being. And then there's a second pillar. Flow proneness. And flow proneness is actually, it describes the likelihood of accessing flow. And this is, you can increase your flow, flow proneness, so the likelihood, likelihood to access flow, by optimizing your physiology, physiology, psychology, and your environment. And this is beautiful. It really looks into how can we improve, like, work with our psychology, how's your men's mindset, how's our mental health, how's our body health, how's our nutrition, how's our sleep. So this is kind of like if we can lay good foundation for our well-being, we are much likely, much more likely to actually be, be able to trigger flow states in various aspects of our lives. And at this point, very important to say, flow is not just for work. Flow is for any... I think you would replace turn work with creativity or creation. Wherever you need to create something. It doesn't need to be work. It can be also just something for a hobby. It can be an art project. Um, it doesn't need to be in a work context. Yeah. And then it's the third pillar, the flow trigger. So we get the flow blockers, the flow proners, and the flow triggers. And flow triggers are of course opposites 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 of flow bloggers. <laughs> they had all the things that um, can help to trigger flow states. For example, clear goals, immediate feedback, or this challenge skill balance, which 
um, you probably, when you read about flow, it's something Mihai, Mihai, and Mihai, kind of like, yeah, this flow state is the perfect state of mind where, or when you are involved in a task that is perfectly difficult and, well, now I'm not, um, not too hard. Flow, challenge, ah, yeah, exactly. So here, just had to look it up as well. <laughs> the flow challenge skill chart, probably you've seen it before, one way or the other, if you, re if you read about flow, is the perfect balance between skills and challenge. So is the challenge, so how difficult is the challenge? And how ready are you? So how is your skill level? If you are really skilled and challenge is yeah, quite easy, you get bored. If the challenge is super hard and you're not skilled enough yet to solve the challenge, you get anxiety. And the perfect center is a mixture between skill and challenge. It's just on the edge. That's one aspect of flow. And I think that's what many people, you know, like this is not all about flow. It's one of the key aspects. Mihai, Chicks and Mihai identified. But there's much more to it. And it gets actually much more, um, yeah, how to say, much more applicable, to be honest. <laughs> and finally, the most important, I think for me, there was most uh, the, an amazing revelation, the flow cycles. So we got the flow blockers, we got the flow proneness, so how likely you get, you can access flow, the flow triggers, and finally the flow cycles. It is important because many people think flow either happens or doesn't. And also it's really important to understand that the state of flow operates more like a dimmer switch, not a light switch. It's not like on and off. It's more like very gradually. And there are four cycles in flow. We got the struggle phase, the release phase, the flow state, the flow state itself, and the recovery. And what many people don't know is, remember, like, just think about a task that maybe you wanted to get done in 60 minutes, but after eight hours or six hours, you were still struggling to get it done. What many people don't understand, they're always very close to accessing flow because it always starts with a struggle. And actually, in this struggle phase, you it's like kind of like an overload of your brain. You release stress neurochemicals. And if you persist through the struggle phase, it's fascinating. They've, they found it out with uh, MRI scans and yeah, all kinds of techniques. You get the release phase. And in this release phase, you tap into the search of feel-good neurochemicals. It starts to release all the neurochemicals necessary to be in a state of flow. Finally, the third phase is, for, is the flow cycle. The flow itself, where actually you are completely present in flow. You have heightened awareness and very efficient action. Then very important, what many people also don't, haven't talked about it, is the recovery phase. Where actually, even though it feels very easy and efficient to be in a flow state, it's very 
taxing on your brain and body because you are operating on the highest, highest level. It's like a peak performance state of mind. It's almost like if you would turn, so imagine you dimmer the light switch to the maximum, you reach the flow state, and then you're in it for really three hours, and it's like full on. And it feels great, but it's also like very, because like there's a lot of serotonin and dopamine being released, so it feels good. But what's important is actually that we have, um, uh, how to say, that we take active, like recover from this flow, being in flow again, so we can trigger it over and over again. And I just had a really good slide here. <laughs> there we go. So why this recovery is important, it actually, it's important for a relaxation and accelerated learning. And we will talk about what's the best way of recovery afterwards in one of the episodes so we got the flow cycle which is the struggle phase where many people actually don't understand but they're really close to actually getting into flow state but they never can really push through the struggle phase with the release phase which kind of like um where your brain kind of like starts to release all the neurochemicals then you are in the flow state and then you need at a recovery phase and the recovery phase also very important is important because if you keep chasing triggering flow states without recovery that's also one one aspect that can lead actually to burnout because you never recover you overtax your brain system you overtax your neurochemicals and then you just burn out at some point so what Stephen Kotler and the flow research collective also like found out by working with a lot of high performing like top like people in various aspects you know athletes managers artists music like creators that the people who really understood the importance of recovery they were able to maintain this high performance yeah lifestyle where they could really achieve a lot like we're talking about output not time spent on something but at the same time stay healthy and had a good life in terms of a well balanced life with good social relationships, mm, healthy body, healthy mind. And only if you can like really maintain this, you can pro- like trigger flow states for very, yeah, for very long time, long of, for a very long time without the danger of falling into a born, burnout. And that's are the four pillars. It's amazing. It's the flow blockers, the flow proners, the flow triggers and the flow cycles. Mm-hmm. So, being in a flow state really allows you to unlock your full potential and achieve your greatest accomplishments. It actually is a state, I would say, of purpose, alignment, and creation. And you too can access this state of flow consistently consistently and on command. Yeah, I'm really excited to share more about this. And uh, yeah, if you let me know if you if you also want to learn more about yeah, this the science behind flow, how do you yeah, trigger it, how to protect your attention, how to protect your time and really being able to focus on the things that matter. I think that's the key aspect of understanding flow. And over the weeks, I will talk more and more about each pillar, talk about the methods and tips, talk about mindset, the psychology and yeah, also how to really harness the power of flow on command. Um, Very excited about it. Let me take one more. 
One more sip of uh, espresso. <laughs> and of course, that's uh, we were thinking about um, after Lumiere, the Lumiere early access, or maybe even afterwards, to implement some tools and a mini mini podcast series also in the app as well. So you can always carry these tools with you in your app to trigger flow, to kind of like think about, um, yeah, to always like keep in check. Do I have all these four pillars in check? Flow blockers, flow proners, flow triggers, and flow cycle. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> going to be exciting. It has, been, it has been a crazy, crazy start of the year, to be honest. And I hope, I hope it has been great for you as well so far yeah mm. yeah i think that was that's it for this episode i think i wanted to share one more thing just let me think quickly <laughs> there was one oh yes i found this really cool so so this is okay <laughs> just this was about flow <laughs> <laughs> now quickly switch to another topic one thing we tried for this team this week's team meeting was really cool so there was um i watched a video by jeff bezos so he was the founder of uh, he's the founder of amazon not anymore ceo but he talked about how to actually how he ran meetings and i really loved how he did it so because i find i find actually that uh, we to really, in, in a company, to have as little meetings as possible. And if you have meetings, to make them as productive and valuable as possible. And I loved what he did. He always, so when he someone scheduled a meeting, the person had to prepare a document, I think one A4 page or maximum two, that is not being sent out to anyone before the meeting and there's no PowerPoint presentation whatsoever. So the person has to really prepare a beautiful crafted document with you know like because like the idea behind writing a document writing a document um is to have very because it really forces you to clarify your mind and your ideas and bring it to paper so that when people would attend the meeting and then they would get this document and then everyone would have i think 20 or 30 minutes time to read it so this ensures that everyone in the meeting a no one has to prepare anything beforehand. So again, we protect people's time. And B, it makes sure that we are all on the same page and that we actually provide the time and space to prepare and get everyone on the same page. I loved it. So they would start a meeting, then people would read the document in quiet, it's kind of like a reading reading group, take the notes, and then afterwards people would discuss. And I think it's powerful. And we actually tried it for our team meeting this weekend and it worked really well. I prepared just... A, a bit a bit too much <laughs> it was a quite a because i was so excited to share as much as possible about the current um yeah where we are with lumi our ideas the company but i love it i think we're gonna we'll continue this format we have once a week a team weekly meeting and we're gonna stick to this format i think it's a brilliant idea and i really recommend it if you are working somewhere if you're a team leader or like you would like to suggest it try it out uh watch the video by jeff bezos on i actually will link it in the show notes it's amazing. Okay. Wow. This is episode. So excited. The first episode into the flow series, how to unlock insane, fo insane focus on demand. And yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow me, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform you're listening to. 
would love I appreciate every any rating um, would love if you give it a five star rating um, to really help the algorithm spread the podcast and uh, yeah if you found it beautiful always reach out to me either at avocado human on Instagram so that's spelled avocado normally and then human h o o m a n I will also put it in the show notes I think I forgot it <laughs> lately I think <laughs> it's easier to kind of find it and yeah thank you for tuning in I hope you have a beautiful day and talk more next week might be next already next floor episode or an update on the Lumi early access launch either way I wish you a wonderful wonderful day wherever you are right now and thank you so so much for tuning in thank you bye bye